the yearbook sportscast says in the yearbook at hotmail.com the last take i forgot my own name i'm your host doug the la dodgers i'll believe it when i see it are winning 70 percent of their games the next closest major league team isn't even at a 650 winning percentage the dodgers have mookie Betts again an mvp candidate but i'll believe it when i see it for the last few years now The Dodgers keep having the world's best players, or at least close to it, but they keep not winning the World Series, and they keep looking not great doing it. Granted, they played two different teams accused of cheating in their two World Series losses, but last year, ironically, the Dodgers were eliminated before the World Series by the non-cheating Nationals. I'll believe it when I say it. So the LA Times points out the Dodgers lead all of baseball right now in ERA, home runs, and run differential. They score a ton more than their opponents. But the Times predicts that some of L.A.'s early playoff opponents will have knockout right-handed pitchers, which doesn't bode well for L.A.'s right-handed hitters. And maybe most worrisome of all, the Dodgers have been loading up on a bunch of snake lights. L.A. has only played one. Of the six teams that are still in contention to play L.A. in the first round of the playoffs. They haven't played any of the other five at all. By the way, I wasn't saying that the Nationals are totally cheating. What do I know? But what I am saying is, seriously, only two teams in all of baseball cheated. That's it. Just two teams. Just the two champions. Even though the players and coaches move around constantly. Just two teams. Everyone's been so open and so harsh criticizing the Astros. It makes me actually believe that. But two teams only. Those are the only cheaters. Case closed. Do you actually believe that? Well, now the Mountain West Conference, one of the upstarts who canceled football for this fall early on and stood by it, is looking to get back into the game, which leaves only the Mid-American Conference standing by it, except the MAC is also looking at getting back in this fall. Um... This is not, I promise, this is not about boo, fun, down with fun. And if my job depended on college football, like so many people in so many athletic departments, I would absolutely be pulling for college football to come back right now. But this just doesn't seem safe, especially considering a boatload of games have already been canceled And some of the college towns involved here are already statistically way over the threshold for an outbreak meltdown. And that's been without any football games. This also sets up a really interesting winter or spring when there could be lots of college football, but no interest. Interesting. There are some Division I AA schools currently playing, but not many. Almost everyone in Division I AA, Division II, and Division III called off football long ago. The NCAA, which runs all of those levels, plans to have everyone play a late winter into early spring schedule with a championship and everything. What this means is, if this comes off, there's going to be plenty of football being played next February or March or April, but will anyone see it? There's going to be an ocean of games involving the Ivy League, UC Davis, uh, Murray State, St. John's, not that one, the one in Minnesota, Montana State, Georgetown, that one, and the other one, Mary Harden Baylor, Western Oregon. They're all going to be in action. Real football. And I will watch all of it. But will anyone else watch all of it? And can I watch all of it? Football gets good ratings. 
but with baseball, NBA, and NHL, and maybe college basketball also playing at the exact same time, plus all of the, all of the uh, spring college sports, will any of this football be broadcast like it would have been this fall? Possibly, perhaps come spring, the small schools, the little guys, will have the stage all to themselves. But will their stage even have a stage? Without all the fancy words, the lower divisions are going to have the football world completely to themselves. A dream come true. But will anyone notice? Well, I think what we've all learned during the pandemic is that the movie channel schedules are amazingly flexible. First, you might remember the second, the very second, everyone was ordered to stay home. Showtime, HBO, Stars, etc. They were playing every pandemic movie ever made all day long. Now, immediately following Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, forget the politics, this is not at all about politics, the 2018 movie about her life on the basis of sex is on every 12 minutes. If you've been waiting three and a half weeks to see Rust and Bone, like I have, don't judge me. You're out of luck. On the basis of sex or some pandemic movie just took its place. By the way, save up your vacation time. The NCAA just approved a plan to play all of the canceled fall sports, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, cross country, field hockey, etc. They're going to play all those sports now in the spring with a championship and everything. I was serious. I am saving up vacation time. Count it. The Atlanta Falcons led the Cowboys 29-10 at the half last Sunday and 39-24 with only 5.02 left in the game. The Cowboys improbably rallied and beat Atlanta 40-39. Hey, the Falcons blew another huge lead, just like in the 27th Super Bowl. They can't hold the lead. (sighs) Hilarious. Lost in that is that Coach Mike McCarthy's teams remain resilient. The Cowboys head coach had been criticized for not embracing analytics as the Packers head coach, but his Packers teams always played hard and they always bounced back. Green Bay might lose a bad game, leaving them with an impossible to win upcoming stretch of games. And then they'd go out and win those games. And again, in his second game with Dallas, McCarthy's Cowboys staged a historic rally. Also, it continues to amaze me how analysts consider the football game over when it's late at a two-possession game. I'm not saying this happened Sunday. This didn't necessarily happen Sunday. But generally, with a team up 14 or 15 in the final minutes, the announcers talk about the losing team's problems and the winning team's victories. They thank the crew. But when you're down 14 or 15, all you have to do is score once against a prevent defense, and you're right back in it. And that's exactly what these shocked announcers usually say. Whoa, they scored once. They're right back in it. Uh, In the 2017 Super Bowl, we referenced the Falcons led the Patriots by 25 and then lost. But it's what happened since that's key. Atlanta bounced right back and made the playoffs the very next year, but then suffered two consecutive losing seasons, and they're 0-2 this year. The Falcons are only 25 and 27 since that Super Bowl loss, and they had to rally with four straight wins and six wins in their last eight games just to get to 7-9 and last year. The Falcons did not quit last year. And word out of Atlanta, you know, the same stuff everyone is reading, is that the players love Coach Dan Quinn. But the momentum from last year has not yet carried over to 2020. What does it all mean? Nothing definitive. If the Falcons rally again and make the playoffs, they're right back in it. 
But Atlanta fans are worried that the team has responded to that Super Bowl loss by trending below 500 for three plus years now. Hey, Marion Cotillard is in Rust and Bone, and she was in one of your precious pandemic movies. Don't judge me. <laughs>